Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News. We're glad you're here. Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. We have Dr. Kathy Greenberg also on the show here today as my co-host. And Kathy and I are your leadership development coaches. Between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. Also uh, on the show today, we're very excited of having Dr. Mark Goulston. He just wrote a book that's winning all kind of awards. Just listen. Discover the secret to getting through to absolutely anyone. We all want to know uh, more about that. And we'll be uh, interviewing Mark about those questions and the insides about the book. So let me tell you a little bit about Mark. He is a um, business advisor. He's a consultant, a trainer, a coach trained as a clinical psychiatrist who's honed his skills as an FBI police hostage negotiation trainer. And he increases people's ability to get through anyone. If you can get through um, some of these folks that the FBI deals with, you know, these are incredible skills. He's an author and recently published of this Amazon book, uh, Just Listen, Discover Your Secrets of Getting Through to Anyone, that we're going to talk about today. And he has developed these skills through his education. He has a BA from UC Berkeley and an MD from Boston University. He has a, post, has a postgraduate residency in psychiatry at UCLA, and he also went on to be a professor at UCLA's internationally renowned Neuropsychiatric Institute for more than 20 years. He is a fellow of the American Psychiatric Association and has the, one of the highest awards of being named one of top, America's top psychiatrists. This happened in 2004 to 2005 and then again in 2009, and this was based on Consumers Research Council of America. He's frequently called upon to share his expertise with regard to contemporary business, national, world news by television, radio, and print media, including Wall Street Journal, Harvard Business Review, Fortune, Newsweek, Time, Los Angeles uh, Times, and ABC, NBC, CBC, all the news networks, uh, Oprah, and he's also been on the Today Show. So this is going to be very exciting. We want to certainly pick his brain, give some usable information, as Mark would say, usable insight for you to use in developing leaders. And you know that Kathy and I always want to bring you the best and current leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders, and we always want to provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders in your organization. And Dr. Kathy Greenberg, welcome. Thank you. It is just a really exciting day for me because I am one of Mark Goldston's biggest fans. I love everything he does and have been, well, I've been following his work for many years, and I'm delighted that Mark has taken time once again out of his busy schedule to be with us today. So, Thank you, Mark. What we're going to talk about today, um, like we do on most of our shows, is some practical application of leadership and how to develop more leaders in your organization. Of course, we always like to talk about emotional intelligence, really sweet spot, and how positive psychology strategies can influence your company through happy company models. We talk about brain and neuroscience, which will be part of our discussion today with Mark. And we love to talk about anything that helps you in your work-life balance practices, strategies for managing yourself and your boss, 
anything you can do, any tools and tips we can offer you in each and every show to really get the best out of you and those around you at work and at home. But one of the things that Relly and I really struggle to help everyone understand is that leadership, the emotional intelligence sciences, and happiness are, in fact, very teachable and relevant sciences. So let's, uh, Relly, talk to the audience a little bit about the, I want to say, the statistics and the science around leadership. Okay, thanks, Kathy. And on Leadership Development News, why do we talk so much about leaders? Because we know that leaders have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. Sometimes a leader even has more influence. I've seen in situations, I'm sure Kathy and Mark have also, where a leader has 90% influence over what goes on in the team. And the, the reason is emotions are contagious. Who's the most contagious person? is the leader, and they are what we like to call the emotional thermostat for the team. They set the temperature and also the productivity and performance for the team. We also know um, that being in the top 10% is, is critical in most organizations, trying to get people to be highly effective. One of the keys for being in the top 10%, and we would see this as a, as a tipping point, is emotional intelligence. The further you go up uh, on the corporate ladder, the more you need emotional intelligence in regards to IQ and technical expertise, both which are important, but the kind of the key piece to move forward is this emotional intelligence aspect, understanding yourself, managing yourself, understanding others, managing others. And why the top 10%? Well, the tipping point is important because leaders in the top 10% are twice, bring twice as much revenue to the organization as managers in the 11th through the 29th percentile. All three of us on this show are coaches, and we know that training in organizations are important, and some of the research says training can help improve productivity about 22%, but if you add training and you add individual coaching, you can add to productivity as high as 88%. And so one of the keys is trying to bring in coaching networks into your organization and we're all available to help you do that. Let me give you some information uh, about Dr. Kathy Greenberg. Her website is www.h2cleadership.com for happiness books, her happiness tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching services. And my website, Dr. Rowley Nadler, is www.truenorthleadership.com for emotional intelligence books, some free uh, EI assessments, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps. Mark, you want to say hi, and I'll say a couple more words about you? Uh, I'm glad to be aboard, always glad to be with you, and uh, I always learn from you, and uh, I, could, I could go on just listening to the two of you, but then, uh, but then we'll, what would I have to say? <laughs> well, that wouldn't be the focus of the show, but thank you. Well, let me just say a few more things about Mark in the first intro. Yeah, he's worked with a, a ton of different companies providing his expertise, um, organizations that he's brought either consulting or coaching to have included GE, IBM, Goldman Sachs, Merrill Lynch, Xerox, Hyatt, Accenture, uh, AstraZeneca, Kodak, uh, Federal Express, the FBI, Los, the Los Angeles District Attorneys, and we could go on and on. He's a member of a variety of different associations. Well, one is of the corporate directors. He's also uh, a member of the Associ Worldwide Association of Business Coaches. And aside from the book we're going to talk about uh, today, just listen, he's also written Get Out of Your Own Way, Overcoming Self-Defeating Behaviors. He's also written 
um, get out of your own way at work and help others do the same. He has a lot of different blogs uh, on the Huffington Post. Uh, he has a syndicated column, Solve Anything, with Dr. Mark. Um, he has a column at, on Fast Company and Directors Monthly. And I mentioned he's frequently on all kind of TV and radio shows. He's also uh, the co-CEO with Lieutenant General Marty Steele, a former COO of the Marines, of a proactive program to help uh, our returning soldiers successfully transition to civilian life uh, and of the Leadership of Life program for developing leaders from within companies and organizations based on the Marine Corps leadership development model. So, Matt, Mark, welcome to the call. Well, you, know, you live in Los Angeles with your wife and three kids, and we're glad you've taken the time to uh, share some of your expertise. Well, I am so glad to be here and uh, spending some time with you and your listeners. Well, Mark, we're delighted, obviously, to have you today, and we're so anxious to get into the subject because you have so much to share on a variety of topics. Um, and today's obviously going to be a day we're going to spend talking to you about your newest uh, best-selling book, uh, Listen Up, and we're going to talk about some of the fascinating aspects of it. But let me start out the way we love to start out with all of our guests, and you've done this with us before. So I hate to be redundant, but I want to make sure that the listeners who are just chiming in for the first time get to learn a little bit about you and how uh, remarkable you are by how you have honored the leaders in your life that you have really looked up to, respected, and admired through the work that you do now. So who have been the most influential leaders in your life to date? Well, I, I am really fortunate because uh, I've had uh, a number of mentors, and what I've discovered are mentors are authority figures like your parents who you listen to. Because a lot of times we don't listen to authority, authority figures who are more authoritarian than authoritative. And someone that I think is near and dear to all of our hearts, and your heart uh, too, Kathy, and really, is Warren Bennis. Warren Bennis is a, is, is a mentor of mine. And uh, one of the great things about Warren, and, and my book, Just Listen, is dedicated to him, is, is he is known as a deep listener. That's the term that uh, David Gergen, one of the other people he's mentored, uh, who I have sibling rivalry with, but uh, uh, has said about Warren, and what that means is when you're with Warren and you leave a conversation, it is clear that he is much more interesting than you are. I mean, Warren has advised presidents, he's, he's probably the top living authority on leadership in the world, and yet when you leave a conversation with Warren, you feel much more interesting, and that's because he listens to you, and I can tell you, I've been going to a number of tributes to Warren, and He's not just admired, he is beloved. And it's, it's amazing to watch. Um, I remember I went to one at USC a couple, a couple of years ago, and all these people had amazing things to say about him. Uh, top people like uh, Sidney Harmon is uh, someone else who's a longtime friend of Warren's. <laughs> and when Warren got up there, uh, his opening statement was, he says, he said, you know, one of the best things about having people say such nice things about you is it gives you something to live up to. <laughs> and, uh, and, and when I'm with Warren, I try to drink in uh, into my DNA that quality of really being interested and in listening to people. And, um, and, 
And I think uh, the reason I wrote this book is I could see that so many people in the world are talking, and not that many people are listening. And if they're listening, they're listening very transactionally. They're not listening to really what's going on beneath the surface. And when you listen transactionally, uh, you're a commodity, you know. Uh, and uh, and uh, also, I had this realization that really, uh, really solidified the importance of listening to people uh, because one day my uh, my modem got overloaded, and any of you who are on a computer and you know what modems are, what they tell you to do when your modem is overloaded is to unplug it, power it down, let it rest, uh, reconnect it, and power it up. And I had this realization that everybody in the world is like an overloaded modem. And so when you try to push information as a leader or directions into someone who's already overloaded, if they're afraid of you, they'll, they'll grab whatever you tell them, but something's going to fall out. And sometimes, sadly, what falls out is their marriage, their relationship with their kids, or they're going to tick off someone else that they're supposed to be doing something for. And what I realized is, uh, what is, what is the parallel with unplugging a modem and, and resting the modem minds of people. Uh, now, a lot of times, if you take a mental health day, uh, when you come back, you feel a little relaxed, but then you go and you've got 150 emails, you're behind in all the stuff that was happening when you took the uh, time off, and what you're overloaded from is people talking to you and at you from all directions, and one of the best ways to create, uh, create open people's minds and literally to create bandwidth in their head is to listen to them, not just give them a rest, but to listen to them and drill down a little bit about what's really going on with them. It's amazing. It's just amazing. It's so spot on. So I think we're going to go to a break right now, Mark, and uh, let's come back uh, in just a moment. And we're talking about Mark Goulson, his new book, Just Listen. This is Leadership Development News. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately 
you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having a delightful conversation with Dr. Mark Goldston, who is the award-winning author of Just Listen. And I want to remind everybody to go to Usable Insights, which is Mark's website. He's got great tips and tools, and we'll talk a little bit about that on today's show. So make sure you go to markgoldston.com. And Mark, what, what other websites do you want to make sure people have, have some uh, contact with? Well, I, I think that will give them a link to other sites, but something I'm very excited about, uh, I, I'm about to be the editor of a feature at the Huffington Post called The Resilient Life. Mm. And it's going to be stories of resilience and lessons learned from those stories. It's not really going to be experts saying this is what you need to do. It's going to be people sharing stories of, or stories of people that are close to them or they've known personally, and then the lessons learned from those stories. And that, that should be launching, and uh, that should be launching in uh, probably in the middle of March. Beautiful. And um, and and Kathy, uh, offline we'll talk, but I, I would love you to be a blogger, and, and really, if you're interested, you too. But I, sure. I, I'm really shy on women. I, I, we need more women <laughs> bloggers for that. Section. Happy to help. And as you know, we, we, we were um, always, uh, certainly, uh, Relly and I, uh, willing to do whatever we can for our listeners to help them learn whatever we can. But I want to focus on you again. So let's come back to the story about Frank. How do you, how do you find this? this gentleman in this situation, and tell us a little bit about this story. 
Well, uh, before the break, what I was talking about is that if you if you look at the w- world and look at people's minds as overloaded modems, and you want to create uh, an opening in their mind to listen to you, the best thing to do is to listen to them and understand what's going on inside them. And you don't have to be a psychiatrist or psychotherapist or even super intuitive to do that. All you have to do is say to yourself, uh, what's it like for the other person right now? Just pause, drop your agenda, and say, I wonder what's going on with this, this other person, whether it's a boss, a subordinate, a spouse, a child. And so Frank uh, was someone who was in a parking lot of a large uh, shopping center, and he had a gun uh, uh, to his neck. And so... Uh, so what was ha- what happened is the SWAT team was called in, and negotiators were called in, and the SWAT team, you know, tries to hide so they don't agitate people like this, and uh, and the uh, lead negotiator uh, was a fellow named uh, I think Lieutenant uh, uh, Lieutenant Evans or something, and what happened is uh, a lead negotiator is the person who's talking, in this case, to Frank trying to talk him down, and a Detective Kramer came in, and Detective Kramer had been trained at one of my hostage negotiation training uh, workshops. And so the conversation is kind of going, but it's, it doesn't seem to be going. Uh, it seems to be somewhat at a standstill. And something that Detective Kramer, the person who was trained by me, says to, uh, to uh, Lieutenant Evans, I think, um, uh, say this to Frank. And so what uh, What uh, Lieutenant Evans says to Frank, the person holding the gun, is, um, uh, I'll bet you feel that nobody knows, uh, uh, knows what it's like to have tried everything else and be stuck with this as your only way out. Isn't that true? Now, this is after we got a little information on him. And and uh, and so after uh, Lieutenant Evans says that to Frank, uh, Frank, uh, the guy holding the gun, says what? And uh, Lieutenant Evans says it again. Uh, I'll bet you sometimes. I'll bet you feel that nobody knows what it's like to have tried everything else and be stuck with this as your only way out. And what happened then? And try and see if you can pick up the the nuance here. Is what what uh, Frank said is. Yeah, you're right. Nobody knows and nobody gives a fill-in-the-blank. Uh, and so what happened is Frank started to feel understood. And then the next thing that uh, uh, Lieutenant uh, Evans uh, was instructed to say was, yeah, and I'll bet you feel that nobody knows what it's like to start every day believing that there's more chance that something will go wrong than go right. Isn't that true, too? And then Frank replies, yeah. Every fill-in-the-blank, every day, the same thing happens. And so what's hap- what is happening there is that when you can tune in to the other person and get where they're coming from, they will lean into that understanding. And not only do they lean into that understanding, they feel a sense of relief, they mentally exhale, and they actually begin to feel grateful for your providing the, the relief. Uh, it's interesting. One of the reasons I have so many relationships with so many top CEOs is that uh, 
when I listen to them, you know, we listen about what's going on, but often people withhold things that are really troubling them, and a lot of leaders keep things to themselves because they see themselves as not wanting to burden other people. And often in those conversations, um, uh, what I'll say to them, and, and it's more the tone than the words, I'll say, what's really going on with you? And then they'll answer something. I'll say, no, 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 that's not it. What's really going on with you? And in the opening chapter, there's not only the anecdote about uh, Frank, but there's, there's, there's also an anecdote um, about my getting through to a, a CEO. And this will give you an idea. Again, imagine an overloaded modem, and you're trying to get through to a person's mind. And uh, it, it, uh, it, would, it was really problematic getting an appointment with the CEO. And he was a big footballer type of guy. And I'm there, and I'm... We're into the meeting for about three minutes, and I can see he doesn't, want, he doesn't want to talk to me. He has more things on his mind, and he seems troubled. And so something that I said to him, and I said it in this tone, I said, um, hey, how much time you got for me? And he looked up at me with a look that said, I think it's just about over. But he was so disarmed, he said, what? I said, yeah, hey, how much time you have for me? Uh, and, and, he, and he jostled around, he said, 20 minutes. And I said, well, look, we're into minute three, and there's something on your mind that's much, much more important than me. And I think what we were going to talk to is worth your undivided attention. You can't give it to me because your mind's in something else. So let's stop now. You take the next remaining 16 minutes, take care of whatever's on your mind, and then we'll reschedule this. Or you can, or, or you can choose to never see me again because I've been so rude. Um, <laughs> Is this uh, part of your persuasion me. cycle? I want you to make sure we understand that. Pardon? Is this part of your persuasion cycle? Well, it is a little bit, because yeah. you know, part of the persuasion cycle is, is how do you get someone who's resistant to listening to listening? Right. So that certainly grabbed his attention, and he looked at me, and there was kind of like this checkmate, and then his eyes started to tear up. Wow. And he said, um, he said you know, uh, uh, I'm kind of private, and... Uh, you know something that people 25 yards from where we're sitting don't know because I'm kind of private. And then, he, then he re- his eyes really teared up, and he said, my wife is having a biopsy, and it looks uh, pretty bad. Wow. And my wife said, you know, my wife's stronger than me, and, and she told me to come to work, but I'm not really here. Uh, and, you know, and, and the whole conversation changed. And I said, look... Why don't you go be with her? Go call her. Um, uh, you know, take care of that. And he looked at me, and he was like a big Saint Bernard coming in from the uh, from the rain. And he went, <laughs> and he just shook himself off. And then he, uh, he looked at me, and he said, "You know, I'm not as strong as my wife, but I'm pretty strong. I went to Vietnam for a couple tours, and you've got my undivided attention, and you've got your full twenty minutes." Now, with that, uh, Mark, did he talk more about it? I'm interested. Did he talk more about his wife, what was present, or, or was he able to kind of repress that, which was obviously with him, and then get into kind of whatever you want to speak about? Uh, no, I, I think what happened is he was able to switch, because, you know, a lot of times part of what we, we all do is we have various Mark, roles I'm gonna that we ask play. You, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought. Hold that thought for one minute. We're going to go to a break. This is Leadership Development News. Come right back. We're talking to Mark Golston about Just Listen. 
up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence? so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Mark Goulston. He just wrote, just listen. We're getting into some of the specifics uh, about that. This book is um, one of the executive book summaries or Soundview executive summaries, best books of 2010, getting a a lot of rave reviews. So, Mark, we want to get into some of the specifics. And in there, you talk about uh, this aspect of mirror neurons. And maybe you can tell a little bit about what a mirror neuron is and what's that role in communication and listening. Well, uh, mirror neurons are... A part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex that were discovered in the late 1980s in monkeys. And basically, this area of the brain is activated 
when a monkey or a person actually, when we imitate another person. So if someone yawns and you yawn, that's your mirror neurons being activated. Also, when you watch something and you see it in your mind's eye, that's mirror neuron activation. So when, it, when an athlete actually visualizes hitting a golf ball or a tennis ball or whatever a certain way before they've done it, this part of the brain actually believes they've done it. And then uh, this part of the brain also is activated when you actually do it. What's kind of excited, exciting is the, there seems to be a lot of indication that it is closely associated with imitation, learning, and empathy, and when it's defective, it may be associated with autism because autistic uh, people can't mirror other people. They don't pick up social cues. Now, uh, something that I've observed in 30 years of clinical and, and consulting practice, uh, which, is, uh, which I introduced in this book, Just Listen, is a concept that I call the mirror neuron receptor deficit. What does that mean? That a lot of the time we spend our life conforming to the outward needs and demands of the outside world, mirroring them and conducting ourselves in a way to be helpful to others or service others. Uh, but I think when we do that, it builds up a reciprocal hunger to have it done to us, to have someone else mirror us. And so I call that a mirror neuron receptor deficit. And, and why that is so central to communication and deep listening is that when you can actually show that caring to other people, when you correct that mirror neuron receptor deficit, uh, what happens is they suddenly feel whole, relieved, grateful. They mentally, physically, uh, and psychologically exhale, and they're grateful to you for it. A little side note is... Uh, when any of us have gone to tearjerker movies or seen certain scenes in certain movies, uh, uh, often what's happened is there has been a rift between people. There's been a mirror neuron receptor deficit, and then when they uh, when they correct it, uh, everybody in the everybody in the theater cries. So uh, one movie I remember uh, was a movie called Field of Dreams, and at the end of that, Kevin Costner says to his dad. Uh, uh, do you want to have a catch? And when you see that scene, I mean, most men uh, who know something about fathers and baseball, it just it just it just grabs you. Uh, there was also a, one other scene, so that women might be able to relate to. There was a, a, also a famous movie called As Good as It Gets, with Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt. And there's a famous scene there where Jack Nicholson is this kind of crusty, difficult person, but he's so uh, so admires Helen Hunt that there's a scene in which he tells uh, Helen Hunt, you know, I hate medication, but I've started to take medication for my uh, OCD condition. And Helen Hunt says, so, so why did you do that? And Jack Nicholson says to Helen Hunt, because you make me want to be a better man. And also, Mark, for those who are listening, I think a good date, a, an example of a good date or the good end of a date with a person you love is when the both of you are mirroring each other. So one person picks up their drink, the other person picks up their drink, mm -hmm. one person touches their hair, the other person touches their hair. It's very interesting when you watch dating behavior that it's a good date when you're mirroring. So, Mark, you also mentioned, and, and I talk about the mirror neurons and some of the work that, that I do, 
it's it, I would it's, it's on a continuum. Would you say that some people it's more mature, where other people it's just not as uh, not as practiced? Right. I, I think it is something that can be learned, and and the more you're able to be aware of the deepest hunger in people that they're not even aware of, the more successful you'll be. You'll be. Um, uh, as you mentioned, I blog all over the place, and uh, there's a blog I'm working on that I'll probably release in the next couple of days, and people will find it at my site, markgoulston.com. And what I'm going to talk about is uh, 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 of, of apples uh, and avatar. Hmm. And the idea being that why I think Apple Computer and Avatar are so, so successful is that inside people who like immediate gratification, what people really hunger for is a deep, fulfilling, lasting experience. So I don't think it's just the wow factor of Apple Computers or the movie Avatar uh, because you can get wowed by a lot of things. I think what happens is is the the customer uh, uh, or the moviegoer leaves with a deep f- experience that's satisfying and fulfilling. It's not just a wow; mm-hmm. it's satisfying. Uh, I recently switched to uh, Macintosh computers, and I got to tell you, I mean, they're uh, because just being free of viruses, it's amazingly satisfying that my screen doesn't shut down. Mark, you you say that there are some core rules for getting through to anyone. And you've been talking about some of the things that get through to us on a major scale, like the wow factor. Can you you tell us a little bit about rewiring yourself to listen with these nine core rules? Yeah. uh, Could could you repeat that? Your your voice is a little faint. Sure. I'm sorry. We're, We're having a little technical difficulty today. But there are nine core rules for getting through to anyone that you discuss in your book. And you've been talking about the wow factor. That's obviously one, and, and being interesting and being interested. Can you talk a little bit more about the rules? Yeah, well, there's a number in there. You know, the, the, the first one of the nine core rules is move yourself from really being, uh, I can't even say it on the air, but uh, uh, sort of, oh, fill in the blanks to okay, meaning when we're agitated and reactive, we can't listen, and we tend to trigger reactivity in the other person. So when you're in a state of being upset, frustrated, uh, angry, what you need to do is, is to walk yourself and talk yourself down from that state of agitation. The parallel I use is that when, uh, what they tell you when you're on an airplane is put oxygen on yourself before you put it on your children uh, so that you can calm yourself down. And in that process of being really agitated, uh, there, uh, the stages you go through are the reaction phase. That's your immediate feeling, and the reaction phase is saying to yourself, this is a disaster, uh, I'm, uh, what the heck just happened, I can't fix it, everything is all over. That's the, that's the chicken little sky is falling. If you take a couple deep breaths from that, you'll go into the release phase and that is, oh, my God, this is such a huge mess. I'm going to get stuck with cleaning all, it all up. God, why does this stuff always happen to me? Take another few deep breaths, let it go, and then the next phase is the recenter phase, and you say, okay, I can fix this, but it's not going to be fun. And then take some more breaths, let them out, and you go into the refocus stage, which is, is saying to yourself, 
I'm not going to let this ruin my life or my career uh, or my day, and here's what I need to do right now to make it better. And then the final phase is the re-engage phase, and the re-engage phase is being focused, centered, and then re-engaging with what you need to do. And you can discipline yourself so that these things become automatic. It's a skill, but can you see how, uh, how much more effective you would be, you know, uh, re, uh, being centered and focused than just being in a reactive phase and just, uh, and just you know, coming after everyone and then making things worse? So, so Mark, um, you said it's a skill, and I'm just going to ask, ask that question. I think the listeners probably are wondering, how would someone go through that faster? Because we all say, I don't want to be reactive. Well, all right. Well, what would you know? How could they go from that reactive back to that reengage a little faster? How could they catch themselves? Anything that you found? Well, well I think initially, if they went through each of those stages in their head and then breathe through, what'll happen is they will have the experience of, wow, within uh, within less than a minute, uh, I just went from highly reactive ready to re-engage. So just going through that mental exercise that I mentioned can be very helpful. Something else that uh, a lot of people find really useful is is, uh, after you center yourself, how do you deal with someone who's really emotional at you? And really what you want to do is walk them up through their brain. So imagine someone is uh, venting at you, yelling at you, and you and you want to calm down an emotional person. So uh, I talk about the, uh, the, the we have three brains. We have a lower reptile acting out brain. We have a middle mammalian emotional feeling brain, brain, and then the upper is our human rational thinking of options and choice brain. So when someone is coming at you verbally, um, that's, they're really coming not just from their emotional brain. They're coming from their reptile brain. So what you want to do is slow them down, and one of the ways to do that is... Uh, is hold a little bit of yourself back so that you're not so reactive. And then, uh, and, and then uh, after they finish uh, a little bit of what they've said, say to them, this is much too important. And, that's very, and a lot of times people vent at us because they feel the world is treating them as unimportant. But say to them, this is much too important for me not to have heard exactly what you said. And what I heard was this. And so when you then repeat back to them what they said or a, uh, a pricey sort of a, 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 a dis- distillation of what they said, it forces people to go from venting to listening. And- venting to listening. I love it. We're going to be right back. We're talking to Mark Goulston and talking about his wonderful award-winning book, Just Listen. So come right back. This is Leadership Development News. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Mostly. 
leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Mark Goulston, his new book, Just Listen. Uh, we highly encourage you to go to his website, Dr. Mark Goulston. It's G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N.com. And uh, there's a lot of information there. He has uh, some great um newsletters and things that are coming up that will really give you a lot of more information because we're just uh, covering the, the surface here on a few things. So, Mark, before the break, we're talking about the activation cycle and walking people up the brain, and maybe you can kind of tell us more about you know how to get uh, quickly someone to listen when they're so reactive. Okay, so what you want to do, uh, what we were talking about is that when someone is coming at you and they're venting uh, or they're yelling at you, they're really coming from the lowest part of their brain, what we call their reptile fight-or-flight part of their brain. So they're not thinking at all. They're not even being emotional. They're just being hostile. And at that point, what you want to do is slow them down. And the way to slow them down is to say, it's really important that I 
understood exactly what you said, and this is what I heard. And you say it calmly and firmly, and that's going to cause them to have to listen to you. And they will listen to you because you've told them what they said was important, which will kind of flatter them. And as they listen to you, they will slow down. The next thing you want to do is calm them down, which is, uh, uh, which is calming their emotions. And something that we know from the work of Matthew Lieberman at UCLA and others like him is that when you can, uh, when you can help the other person attach the correct emotional word to what they're feeling, uh, they tend, it tends to slow down their middle brain, a part of their middle brain called the amygdala. It lessens the amygdala activation. And so after you repeat it back to them and had them uh, say, yes, uh, you heard me right, what you then want to say is, and the way it's causing you to feel is, and if they don't fill in the blanks, you can say, is it frustrated? Is it angry? Is it fed up? Is, is it... Is it what exactly? And they will give you a word for what it is, and when they say the word frustrated, angry, ticked off, you'll even be able to feel them start to exhale. It's not venting, they're exhaling. Uh, The way it makes me feel is exasperated. And so that helps to calm them down. And then where you want to take them is into their upper brain. And so the way you do that is to ask why questions, because why questions cause people to think. And, and you might say, and, and uh, why it's so important that we address this now is, and as they, they will start to give you uh, reasons, well, we need, I need to have this addressed now because, and you're into a more rational conversation, and then from then you can brainstorm about solutions. Uh, but can, in your mind's eye, literally and figuratively, can you see how having that conversation can walk someone up from a state of agitation to one of cooperating with you? Now, Mark, this is fascinating, especially for people who are dealing with individuals who might need some anger management. Remember that movie with Jack Nicholson? Uh, One of the things we need to also understand is how to forgive and how to apologize. And now I'm thinking of this whole situation with Tiger Woods and and Elon and what they're going to do now that he's come out in public to say something to well, help them, if it's at all possible, to, uh, if you will, create a new relationship based on what's happened. Well, forgiveness certainly is in the air, but I don't think we can believe it until we actually see it in actions. Um, and, and I've been studying forgiveness for probably 15 years, and and my observations have led me to an airtight formula. And this is what Elon needs to see from Tiger and feel. Uh, it's what I call the four H's and the four R's. Uh, because when Tiger betrayed her, what she felt was hurt, first H. She hated him for the betrayal. She's hesitant to trust him again and have him do it again. And then the fourth H is she's going to hold on to a grudge because that's what we do as human beings. So it's hurt, hate, hesitant to trust, and hold on to a grudge. And what those four H's need is what I have constructed as the power apology, and it's in my book, Just Listen. And the four R's are, uh, this, is, this is if you get into her listening, what does her hurt need? Well, the first R is she needs to see remorse. Remorse is not regret. Regret is 
Uh, I'm sorry it happened. It won't happen again. Can we move on? Remorse is looking into the eyes of the person that you hurt, taking full responsibility for it. And I think Tiger tried to do that with his public apology, and he's gotten mixed reviews for it. But I think it was certainly more remorseful than John Edwards or Bill Clinton's. Uh, And so the remorse demonstrates that you really accept responsibility for hurting the other person, and it's caused you pain. Now, the second H is she hates you for having done that, and the second R is restitution. You have to give her a payback. Could be money, could be allowing her to just vent at you for two years. How could you do this to me? But the restitution is there needs to be a payback to ease the hatred that the other person feels. Uh, The third H, hesitant to trust you again, requires the third R, which is rehabilitation. So what is Tiger going to do differently uh, so that he doesn't stray and act out and betray her again? And when he develops whatever that new ability is, he has to like it. He can't just be doing it to appease her, because if he's doing it just to appease her, it doesn't. he's not sincere about it. Uh, and then uh, after Tiger has developed a track record of remorse, Uh, restitution and rehabilitation for a minimum of six months, more likely a year, because he has to internalize it into his personality. Uh, The final R is requesting forgiveness, and that's what you need to do uh, with someone who is holding on to a grudge. And the interesting thing is, if he really has internalized remorse, restitution, and rehabilitation, uh, and he can't change the past... Uh, and he requests forgiveness, and she doesn't forgive him, then it shifts not to his being unforgivable, but to her being unforgiving. And it's a different shift in responsibility. And my view when it comes to forgiveness and unforgiveness, my belief is never forgive people who are evil, but find a way to forgive people who are merely flawed. Beautifully said. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> so, Mark, uh, we're gonna, we only got a, probably another minute or two. Uh, any other kind of key key things you want to let people know about? We we got your website, markgolson.com, where they often get more information. But kind of, what would you want to? Well, something something I'm a great fan of, and someone we all know again and uh, really admire is Marshall Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. And something that I suggest to people: if you want to improve your life, uh. Leverage the future where that no one has messed up instead of rehashing the past. And so what I would suggest to people is go to your significant uh, relationships. If you're a leader, go to your people and say, going forward, I would like to be a better leader. Someone who you feel, uh, who you love to work with and for. Going forward, what should I always do and never do so that I can become that? Love it. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. Uh, always my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. This has been great, and this is in Leadership Development News. Signing off for now, and go out and get Mark's book, Just Listen. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. 
Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. 